Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. That's very, very true. And you think of the dark side is they lawyers become politicians. <laughs> it's always a, there's always a dark side. A very dark side. Welcome to another edition of Amo Franzi's The Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker de France is here. That's me. Todd Roberts is not. He's in uh, Hawaii. He's eating poi. Uh, or something else. Well, I don't know who right. knows what. But uh, we got us a good program lined up today. The Freeze Boys are joining us. The Freeze Boys. <laughs> that sounds like an outlaw. I know. Guy, yeah. I know. Freeze Boys. Freeze Boys here. Uh, Gene and Marty Freeze, both guys, authors, both guys, historians, and both guys, movie location experts. How does this happen? Uh, is there anything uh, you guys don't do together? Well, I'm not an author. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I you do were. He's a filmmaker. Yeah, you're a, a documentary filmmaker. filmmaker. I do, yeah, do some uh, amateur documentaries and stuff. But Gene's the author. Yeah. And quite an author. Right? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we grew up in Ohio and Indiana, so a lot of our like fall and winter months, we were snowbound and in front of the TV. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the Western films and sunny oh, locations yeah. were an escape. So No question about yeah. that. There's nothing wrong with a childhood where you grow up in front of Westerns. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, the picture that I used for the promotion on our Facebook page, uh, location, location, location. Um, Your it, backyard. It, no, it's not my backyard, <laughs> although it looks like it could be. Uh, it is actually a picture of old Tucson from 1940, from the movie An Old Arizona. Or was it Arizona? Arizona. 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 Yeah. Gene Arthur, William Holden, for which Old Tucson was built. Really? In, you know, you didn't know that, did you? Yes, I did. Oh, no, I think he knew that. <laughs> hey, you know, I try hey, to stump it, him sometimes. It opened the year I was born. Yeah, but you weren't there. You weren't. Well, you well, was, how do you know I wasn't at the premiere? <laughs> you were doing supermarket openings. <laughs> did you know, Harry, the opening well, scene? Know, I want to. I want to mention two things before we no. get into the locations. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. All right. Sunday, this that's tomorrow, will be Gary's Cooper. Wow, it's that sounded strange. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds. It sounds like Echo, Doctor Strange. I know. Keep going. <laughs> but uh, tomorrow will be Gary Cooper's birthday. He's born in 1901, and then on the 16th, Harry Carey Jr. Doby. It'll be his birthday. He was born in 1921. And I just thought I'd throw that out there. Thank you. Because that's a trivia. <laughs> And you were saying. Well, I was getting ready to say that when you were talking about the movie Arizona, the opening scene in that movie was shot just one mile from us. That's right. Right here yeah. on the White yeah. Stallion yeah. Ranch. Yep. Right up on the movie pass. Yeah. Movie road. Let's talk about some of those um, uh, locations. Uh, the White Stallion has been a location for a long time. There's, I've, I've discovered a couple of films. Uh, that even Russell didn't know were filmed here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Some uh, some serials, the Gene Autry serials and Gene Autry movies, or not Gene Autry serial, but uh, Gene Autry movies, and a uh, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Senior uh, uh, serial. So they did a werewolf movie out here. No, not a werewolf. <laughs> no, no, no. It was Overland Werewolf of the West. O Overland Mail was uh, what they what they did. Werewolves of the Overland. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's a scenic place. Oh, it is. 
Oh, yeah, they shot 17 episodes of High Chaparral just about a half a mile east of us here. Well, right. Just yeah, well, Bunker knows well. Yeah, yep. yeah. When you come in through the main gate where the big, big yep. arches, that's about, just about where they parked the trucks. Yep. And we shot back up, back up into the hill there. And they shot some Death Valleys along that same stretch there. Yeah, well, that's Rattlesnake Pass up there, and then the Lazy K Bar Ranch is on the other side. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they filmed out there quite a bit. Winchester 73, mm -hmm. the final so shootout was there. Too, yeah. You know what was neat? I come out here and I did one of Marty's tours with him, mm -hmm. and I thought I knew a bunch of stuff. I went away saying, God, I'm a dumbass <laughs> old but, but, well, you know. For one thing, I always thought that the shootout on Winchester 73 was shot down there on the, on the hill there by Ajo and Kenny. Mm, no. And, uh, and a lot of people said that. And then I find out where it is, and the, the rock, you know, the the uh, fiberglass rock, <laughs> it's still up there. It's amazing. Uh, it was built back in 1950. Yeah. And uh, they built a cave shortly after that for another movie, Backlash, with Richard Widmark. But part of that is still left up there today. The one's all crumbled down to the ground, but part of it is made out of stuck on wood. Yeah. And you think, why would they use, build a couple of fake boulders when they got all these boulders here? <laughs> well, just, just for the yeah. gunshots. Well, you know, yeah. the, yeah. the, the director goes, you know, I don't like the word that boulders. Could you move a little yeah. bit to the left? Well, that's a real one. Oh, oh well, let's move, put a fake one over there then. Yeah, yeah there's a cop. I don't know if they're in, still in Tucson, but uh, a company called Larson and Company, they make fake rock. And, uh, oh, yeah. It, it was really cool. They did an exhibit out at the Desert Museum, and they're pouring this shotcrete, and, it, it, and you know, it's formed onto chicken wire. I mean, it just looks like, when it dries, it looks like rock. They, <laughs> they would, what they would do is go out for people who were building a swimming pool, and yeah. they wanted a, a koi pond with oh, yeah. a whole fancy rock background. Yeah. They'd, they'd, build, they'd build it to specification. Right. Amazing. How'd you guys get so involved in doing the movie location business? Um, well, obviously, you know, I got to work at Old Tucson Studios for 20 years, so that was a big that'll part of it. That'll do it? Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> but off on my own, I kept, you know, finding out things from actors and, and finding other locations. Got to be kind of my thing. So Barbara and I would, my wife and I would go and someplace and I'd say I'd like to go right over here and do a little search you know yeah <laughs> it's kind of like what I used to do in my ballpark videos we'd be in Nashville and I'd say I got to take a few minutes to come over here with this ballpark oh, okay <laughs> anyway uh, so through the years I kept finding different locations and talking to people like Bunker and we'd have breakfast together and stuff and I'd find out new insights when I talked to Gary Busey one time, we were working on a movie called Ghost Rock. That's a good movie. He told me some uh, really neat things. <laughs> and uh, Bruce Boxleiter told me some really neat things. He said his three favorite locations were O2 Sun Studios, Sedona, and uh, Brackettville, Texas. So I actually got to be in Brackettville one time. We were, my wife and I flew to San Antonio, and I drove 120 miles over to go see the Alamo set. <laughs> And she said, what kind of trip is this we're doing? I said, well, well you, you know, she is very understanding. She you is. know, there, I, there could be a, a, a business in that, you know, like ecotourism, yeah, uh, right. yeah. location tourism. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Bob Bose Bell has been doing yeah. something oh, like yeah. that, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Gene, how'd you get to yourself to... Um, I always liked the Westerns. Once I got out here in Arizona after college, uh, I really took to hiking in the mountains. And Sedona's one of my favorite places. And just 
and you live up in Chandler. In Chandler, so yeah, the Phoenix you know, area. I mean, you're in the central Arizona, yeah. the central area. Yeah, well, hard. Camelback Mountain. Yeah. It's Piastawa Peak now, and the Superstition Mountains, and up, the Apache Land Studios used to be right there too. Mm-hmm. So it, it just kind of in with. Once my dad started doing the old Tucson tours, and he had such a passion for it, and he'd say, this is the Adobe that John Wayne was behind in Rio Bravo, and then we'd come out here, and he'd say, this is the boulder, you know, Jimmy Stewart was behind, and after a while, you know, I'd kind of double-check some of this stuff, and it was a little hard hard to find. But it was correct. Uh, well, eventually, it's, I thought it's this like, needs to be like, written down. It's like looking for a pirate treasure in a way. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's not finding the treasure; it's the it's hunt. The hunt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, I felt that way when I was up in Lone Pine, California, oh, which has been the setting for over 350 sure. westerns. Yeah, and, you know, countless movies and productions. But I, I was in search of uh, Audie Murphy rock, Audie Murphy site from uh, one of his movies. My wife and I was up in the rocks for, you know, four hours. It was 96 <laughs> degrees. She finally said, you know, we got to leave here pretty soon. It's 96 degrees out here. <laughs> so I'm, the still back there. I'm still back there looking around all these rocks. And I found a, a one from another Audie Murphy movie, Posse from Hell. Yeah. And I found where John Saxon and Audie Murphy were standing in front of the rocks. They did this really cool scene uh, where they, they pass out, basically. And then they get up on their horse and ride off. And I'm standing in front of these rocks, and I'm thinking, uh, I remember this scene from a movie. And when I went home and matched it up with the movie, it was so Could I always videotape stuff when when I was on these locations. Yeah. You go home and, and match up a scene, you're, you're like, wow, I found that location. <laughs> then I found another rock that Charles Drake was tied up to, him and Audie Murphy. Oh, you they were chained together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cast the shadow with our, yeah. Cast a long shadow. Yeah. Anyway, I'm thinking, this is so cool. You're standing right here where all these actors and all oh, this equipment. Yeah. And it takes quite a bit to shoot a scene like that. Sure. So uh, it's just, it's so much fun to find something like that. You know, it's, you, gotta, you know I, I do a lot of it in the, on paper. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun to do, but it, it you know, it's not, like you say, it's nothing like, going there and being on the actual locations. It's like I'd like to go back and visit some of the locations I worked on over the years, but I used to sleep on the way out, so I'm not sure where they are. (laughs) So much of seeing it on film also depends on the camera angle, the the shadows. It can look totally different, and then all of a sudden you realize that you look at it a different way and you say, that's... Yeah, That's Gene and I at. were talking this morning after you left about that one rock there in Sedona that split. It's a huge yeah. boulder, and it split, and it's right there where they used to film all the time. Yeah, but he the, could only find it in one movie. Yeah, it was on the south side of Courthouse Butte, and yeah. in a lot of the films they shot on the north side. But it's a, it's a very recognized, very interesting boulder. It's got a big crack in it. And I had never seen it before, and I couldn't find a name for it. And it's like a lightning strike almost. It yeah. looks so jagged and curved. And I was up there hiking and looking for it and found it, and it was only probably 80 or 90 feet just south of Courthouse Butte. But, uh, <laughs> you probably parked the trucks there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Marty, Marty walk, the, walk through the process of a, uh, a Hollywood person comes to you and says, we're going to shoot a Western we're looking for. Yeah. Well, that's what location scouts were. I've never been a, a location scout. I've had a lot of people ask me about locations and okay. stuff, obviously. And when I did tours outside of O2 Sun Studios, like here on the White Stallion Ranch, uh, you know, if a film company, I, I did have 
couple of directors, you know, Dustin Riker, asked me about places that they could use. I recommended the White Stallion Ranch. I end up shooting part of the movie out here. Mm -hmm. But uh, like Bunker was talking about, you know, if you did set up locations for people to go on tours and see the actual, obviously when you go down to Moscow and you see where they shot the mm -hmm. movie Tombstone, but right here on the White Stallion Ranch, every week I'd do a tour. Mm -hmm. And you take people out on these locations, 15, 16 different locations. And then when they go home and watch the movie, yeah, they said, "My golly, I was standing right where you know Robert Young was." At, you know, yeah, and they tell their friends about and it. I heard that at Old Tucson so many times when I was doing tours. Mm -hmm. I'd show them a location where John Wayne shot Rio Bravo, and you start walking up the street, and this always tickled me because you could hear people saying, "This is so cool. I'm going to go home and watch that movie again. I'll never watch that movie the same way again." Well, yeah. it's like the old Crystal yeah. Palace, you know, oh, out yeah. there. You know, it was so recognizable in so many movies, and you know now it's. Great. Gone. Yeah. People go out there, and that's one of the places they're looking for because it, yeah. it was just so yeah. memorable. I know when, um, through my research, when Bob Shelton took over Old Tucson, he developed a, like a file system for whatever Hollywood would ask for. He could he could flip through there and know right away and yeah. be able to take them and and show them. And it was not only Old Tucson, but it was surrounding areas in southern yeah. Arizona. Yeah, the, the area around here is so diverse mm -hmm. too. You could find pretty much anything. You know, there's a great story that Bob used to love to tell. When they came out uh, for High Chaparral, they were looking for a ranch house that was in the opening, the opening sequences where the cannons are moving west and they stop mm -hmm. at this ranch. And, of course, there's a beautiful young daughter, Blue falls in love with her, and they leave the next morning, and they're up over the other hill, side of the hill, and they hear the gunfire, and they go creep up and look down, and the Indians are attacking the ranch house. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, they you know they gotten permission from Burroughs to do special effects with you know, gas tanks blowing fire out the windows, and they said, "Oh, it's safe, and you know, no problem." Well, they got ready to do it, and when they did, apparently the wind had been blowing into the house, and they had the, the butane on. It was blowing it back into the house, so when they set it off. It, was, it went out perfect, but it also went back, and mm -hmm. ended up burning the house to the ground. And uh, uh, Kent McCray, the production manager, who set everything up, he's like, well, God, we got to rebuild this guy's house, and this is an old pioneer real house. <laughs> and Doodle says, oh, it's old. We were thinking about tearing it down anyway. He's like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, when you see when you see the house burn down in the movie, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. One of the things about the area too, and when Bob Shelton uh, got Mescal after Monty Walsh, mm -hmm. that could be a, the Plains area. It could pass through the Midwest. Um, yeah, obviously they didn't, they didn't have. Mm -hmm. The, the saguaro around sure. as here, so if if Hollywood wanted a different look there, yeah. and when they built Kansas Street at Old Tucson, they had a different, yep. look, more of a Victorian look. So they had There's a lot of different looks. where they did Cimarron with Glen Ford, yeah. so all that. Yeah, right, same, same area there, you know, or like Oklahoma, shooting Oklahoma down <laughs> down in the down around Sonoma. Yeah, so did the are the back lots. Uh, 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 part of what we're looking at in terms of location, they're trying, and rather than go to the location, they're trying to recreate 
that location in the back lot, correct? Th that was a lot of it. Early Hollywood, when uh, they used to shoot early westerns back in East, back in sure. Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah. New Jersey, Fort yeah. Lee was a big place. And that was really famous, where they shot a lot of yeah. makeshift westerns. And then when... Uh, Orange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, uh, when they came out west and started filming out in California, up around Niles, actually, uh, Bronco Billy Anderson was one of the first ones that really brought people out yeah, to today, the location. Yeah. And then, of course, the Lubin Company came out in Tucson and New Mexico at first. But uh, that, you know, there was so much realism in the locations, it just changed the way people watch these films. Yeah. And they kind of demanded to have something more a little realistic. Especially when Hollywood started building the backlot sets, they went to a lot of costs, and, you know, and not just throw up some little flimsy thing. They built they built these sets so you could film inside and outside. Well, of you, can go, you can go over to Universal Street to New York Street, yeah. which they used with the gangster movies in the 30s, yeah. and they're still using it today. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right, we're going to do our first commercial break here on AMO Frenzies. Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France with you. The Freeze Boys with us. We're talking the locations. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're to... I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. Well, we have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns 
VoicesOfTheWest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Come right in, gents, and check your guns. You check your guns here. Not my guns. Oh, we can't make any exceptions, boys. Two gunmen are too valuable to kill each other off. I'm hungry, Joe. It's all right. Everybody else has checked. Well, you can do it, Blackie, but I'll get my groceries elsewhere. I never heard of a gent starving to death in a settlement, but I know plenty of parties has died from a bad case of empty holsters. This is the Voices of the West. Now Dan was born at an early age in good old New York town. He learned to ride the wildest bronco of them all on the merry-go-round. Six-gun Dan was an old cowhand, the wild and rough galoot. We are back on Abel Francie's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France. No Todd Roberts today. He's in Hawaii. Uh... We're talking Arizona film locations with the Freeze Boys. That, yeah, I like that. The Freeze Gene Freeze. Gene, Gene Freeze. Gene and, Freeze. And, and Gene, Gene and Marty. Marty and Gene. Mar- yeah, the Freeze Boys. And we might just mention, too, that they're not brothers or cousins. They're father and son. That's right. Yeah. It's even better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you know, one thing I wanted yeah. to kind of point out. You know, you, you, you mentioned backlots. Yeah. That's all in the studios. It's not out on location. Yeah, I understand that. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just shows, maybe somebody out there didn't. Talk. Okay. One of the first shows that really went out on location was uh, uh, Half Gun Will Travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he started making a point of going out on real locations up around Bend, Oregon. So some of the other shows started following suit. Gunsmoke started going out more on location instead of using just the little mm-hmm. studio set they always used for their half-hour segment. When they expanded to one hour, then they started, uh, you know, branching out a little bit more. It made it made the show so much better, I think. Well, you you think about it. Back when they were starting, when they, the studios were first starting up, the uh, San Fernando Valley was just one big location, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like you could ride out the back door of, of, of Republic Studios, and there was the L.A. River before yeah. it was zoomed in and in, yeah. and they used to shoot there all the time. Iconic film locations, uh, obviously, we, we talked about um, Lone Pine. Um, Iverson Ranch, that's another iconic location. Right. Uh, the Vasquez Rocks, mm-hmm. uh, Corriganville. Yeah, Corriganville. Um, I mean... Uh, well, New Mexico, you had. Yeah. The yeah. Hyde's Ranch. Yeah. yeah. Vasquez Ranch. The Vasquez Rocks will get cut yeah. into a lot of uh, Arizona stuff, too. Yeah, so, I know. Chaparral all the time. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is one of the things that gets me, though. You know, it's like they'll, they'll be doing an episode of High Chaparral, and here's this Joshua tree. Yeah, right. You know, and then they're over here. They ride over the hill, and they're into Saguaros. Then they're back over into the Joshua. I mean, they, uh, those horses can travel. <laughs> Indeed. You know, I... Uh, <laughs> I hate to admit this, but I, I I forgot the power supply for the computer at home. Yeah, and we're not we're not on. But, but, no, we're on, but the battery is running way low. Should we talk faster? <laughs> talk real fast, and we can get this show done. Yeah. Well, uh, we may not be able to com- complete this program. Oh, <laughs> you better talk to Gene about his his book uh, because extensive. Research yeah. and what yeah, it is. Uh, Speak, Jeans. Encyclopedia of Arizona Western Films. Ooh, nice. And I've uh, been working on it for the last three years. A lot of it uh, in, inspired by Marty's knowledge from Old Tucson, my hiking adventures, uh, watching a lot of films. 
identifying the sets, the mountains, and also trying to build a cast list, a crew list of the locals that contributed because so much of that mm -hmm. went um, unrecognized. And Bunker's been a great help with that because when Bunker was coming up through High Chaparral, he was working with a lot of the guys sure. who had started back on Red River and mm -hmm. before that. Like Ogletree we were talking Yeah, Leo Ogletree, Bud Stout, yeah. uh, Jack Young. Jackson. Yeah, yeah Jack Young. Uh, it's pen pals with Jack Young. Jack was out at Old Tucson for a long time. Yeah. He was the, the go-to guy for film locations mm -hmm. for Arizona. Yeah, he was a great stuntman before he He ever was, came. yeah. He, that's why he got into Old Tucson because he got injured doing stunts and he mm -hmm. had to do something else yeah I am um, one of my stories with Jack uh, one of my favorite films as a young boy was she wore a yellow ribbon mm -hmm. uh, up in Monument Valley which is an iconic yeah, location right? with John Ford's favorite site and Jack had worked on that film but he also got asked by the studio 20th Century Fox in the mid 60s or so because they had a science fiction film that was they were going to make uh, Planet of the Apes mm -hmm. and they asked if there was anything that looked otherworldly you know in Arizona and he went up to the Lake Powell, uh, Glen Canyon area, took some photographs up there, sent it back to the studio. And the, that happened to, as much as I loved Westerns, Planet of the Apes as a young boy was my favorite film. Yeah. And yeah. that kind of inspired me, just that yeah. that location, yeah. the, the lake in the middle of all these boulders, which looked so unique. Once I got out of college, it's kind of like, I want to go out to Arizona and check this out. Mm -hmm. Well, when Jack told me that, I said, full circle. Yeah, I said, you're the reason that I moved to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> because 20th Century Fox asked you for about Lake Powell. You know, that reminds me, it's the great story, you know, the greatest story ever told. They, mm -hmm. Almost every place they filmed is under Lake Mead now. Yep. Yeah, or, because they well, shot it there while they were building the dam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a couple of spots up in uh, Canyonland that they used for the greatest story ever told yeah. also up on the bluff here, but mm -hmm. uh, there's an old story, I can't remember the director, but uh, they took a movie up in up Lake Powell area and they went way up in the top of the rocks and he said, I'm going to shoot right here because nobody's ever filmed here before. And the assistant director, who was an older gentleman, was with him and he said, uh, you mean you want to shoot right here? And he said, yes. And he said, well, maybe we could find my spot. I was here 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, once yeah. locations are found, the other studios are end up using them at some point or something similar or around that area. Fellas, we're, we're uh, uh, out of battery. We're dead? We're almost dead on arrival. We'll, uh, well, that's a shame. We're, I know it is. Boy, I'm, I'm embarrassed. We're going to pick this up again. Uh, I'm not sure when we'll pick it up, but we will pick it up again. Oh, no, we, we owe the world a half hour. We owe the world a half hour. So until next time we get together on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, we're going to be sailing to Colorado and other yeah. river transportation. Yeah. Uh, 48, 49, 50, because we're not going to make it to ADOs. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.